We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. Jameson is back this week. Happy to have you back, and I also hate to see you. Jameson, how are you doing? <laughs> doing okay, Tyler. Yeah, didn't uh, when we were joking about it last week, I, I hoped I wouldn't see you this soon. But, uh, you know, hopefully we get some more insight this week and some injuries. Yeah, I told you after the stream, I, I hope to never see you again, unfortunately. <laughs> as is the you know case for the Chargers most years, an injury happened, and unfortunately some very notable injuries popped up in the Jacksonville game. So we'll talk about those and then just some, some updates on some hamstrings from there. So, Jameson, all you men, like last time, take it away. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, at least, you know, we're, we're playing a team that has a larger injury uh, report than we do this week. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick touch on the three players that are, are have no designation for the game. So, Herbert, Jackson, and um, Austin Johnson. And Corey Lindsay is also, I think, expected to play, um, at least according uh, to, to Staley. He's expected mm-hmm. to start. So, Again, all those injuries were just kind of time-related, and they all got a lot of extra rest in. Um, so hopefully uh, they'll, they'll all be at a higher level this week. We'll see how uh, – we'll have to pay close attention to the number of snaps that, that Jackson gets and that Lindsley gets. Um, I, you know, it, it'll, it'll remain to be seen whether they kind of moderate their, their snap count as they come back. Um, but, I mean, I, I think with the, the switch up on the offensive line, you kind of need Lindsley this week. And um, J.C. Daxon, you might have some more flexibility in, in order to give him a, a little bit of a snap count. But, again, those injuries are kind of, you know, kind of related to overall use. So they, there could be kind of a ramp-up period that, that we'll see this week. But I expect all, all four of those, those people to play. Um, but let's talk to some about a couple of the players that are not on the injury report this week. So, unfortunately, uh, we have uh, our, our guy, uh, Rayshon, here. Um, so he suffered what's called a, a biceps tendon repair uh, or rupture. Um, and as far as I'm aware, it's a distal rupture. So you actually have three attachment sites for, you, for your biceps tendon. Uh, you have one that's distal, so farther down your arm. That's, uh, you have a single point of attachment. I, I believe that's where he suffered his, his rupture. Um, and you actually have two points of attachment up, uh, up in your head with the, the long and the short head of the, of the biceps. So uh, you have closer to your shoulder. Um, if, if he had torn one of those ones, there is a there is a kind of a large chance for those players to come back quite soon because you actually have you have two points of attachment you can, can maintain some strength. However, when you have the the distal rupture, there's only one point of attachment to the bicep kind of on your on your forearm. So, um, and you can kind of see from the image there. Um, he, I mean, he's an offensive lineman, he's an NFL player, he's got big biceps, but you can kind of see the it's it's bunching up quite a bit. 
um, closer, higher up his arm, um, which is what you would expect when you lose that distal attachment. Um, you would, the, the muscle kind of rebounds and it contracts to kind of protect itself. So unfortunately it, it is likely a season ending injury. Although I, I did some research, there was a, there was a paper that was published actually recently in 2021. Um, that looked at kind of how these players recover. So the, their average recovery time is about a, about a year to return to play, but that's often probably because they take the season off. Um, most players can fully recover usually within four to six months. Um, so, you know, it's not out of completely out of the question that, you know, if the Chargers make a deep run this year, that he could be in some type of uh, return to play strength, you know, closer to January or February, but um, you know, a lot of work needs to get done to get there. And I think in all likelihood, we'll probably see him rest. Um, some of the positives to take away, though, is that that paper also looked at, you know, how good are these players when they come back? Is there any lingering effects? Like, does it affect their career at all? And in large case, that's no. So all those all those um, kind of criteria that they looked at um, were negative. So they found that players were just as likely to um, have a longevity in their career. It means that their careers were just as long as anybody else, which means that this shouldn't affect them moving forward or shorten his career in any meaningful way. Um, and it, they also looked at kind of their efficacy or how much they were able to, um, how good they were, were when they came back. And that seems to be consistent. So they were able to return to play at, at nearly 100%. So it shouldn't be a long-term thing that we'll have to worry about. It's just quite unfortunate that, that it, it happens. It's not a super common injury, although it's kind of more common in younger individuals and we don't really know why. So, I mean, he's still a young guy itself and it kind of happens when you, when you lock your arm and then your arm's forced to extend against a flexed bicep, that's a lot of force there. So that's, that's what caused his rupture here. So I mean, he's a, you know, it's an unfortunate injury to see, but I don't expect any long-term sequela kind of moving forward in, in future seasons, but uh, it's definitely a huge loss for the Chargers at left tackle. Yeah, massive loss that is paving the way for Jamari Salyer at left tackle, which I we wouldn't have guessed, you know, four days ago whenever they announced it. So big surprise there. Unfortunately, Slater's out for the year. We'll see what it does to the offense overall. But like you said, I'm glad if it's an injury, this is not the worst season ending injury to get. Um, so I guess that's mildly positive, but yeah <laughs> we're, we're 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 splitting hairs but you know <laughs> for offensive linemen ideally you want to you know stay away from any knee or lower body injuries that's where they get a lot of their strength obviously the upper body is important too but but this is one that he'll be able to recover from um and be able to come back at kind of the response later that we're, we're all used to um, yeah. in future seasons what does the recovery look like in terms of like, so this is surgery this is like what is the path yeah it's it's definitely so it'll be surgery tendons. Unfortunately, um, they don't reattach themselves. So what they'll go ahead and do is uh, um, uh, assuming that they do the operation soon. And I think he's already undergone it. They, they take the end of the attach, the end of the tendon and reattach it to the bone. Uh, in this case, they'll reattach it to his, his forearm, his radius and ulna um, and basically secure it with uh, a couple little attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll, he'll be kind of, uh, in a sling probably for about a month as it, as those tendons kind of reattach the bone and re, re, re go to the bone. And then, um, after about a month, he'll be able to start using it and mobilizing it and go through a lot of physical therapy and rehab for probably up until about three months. And then at about three months, the tendons are usually pretty well integrated into the bone and you can start doing strength training again, pretty, pretty heavily. And, um, from that point, it'll probably take a couple months for him to get back to some type of full strength or what he's used to in his bicep um, on that side. But um, the bicep is not the only muscle that helps um, kind of bend the arm there. So it's not like he'll, he'll be completely uh, um, without any strength in that arm, but uh, it'll probably be up 
you know, about six months or so until he's at full strength and his biceps again and, and ready to, you know, resume full football activities. Um, and then, you know, given the length of the season, it, that's why it's usually termed a season ending injury, even if it's not a, a year long mm-hmm. recovery process, like something like an ACL is, but. Yeah, no, that's a shame. All right, let's get on to some more good news. We're just kidding. Joey yes. Bosa, talk about, <laughs> talk about this one because the designation has been something between groin and then suddenly it's abdominal. So what what was, I mean, you'll probably explain it right now, what happened here. Yeah, so uh, a little bit unclear exactly where his injury is, but uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's colloquially known as a sports hernia. It's kind of its medical term as athletic pubalgia. Um but the groin, you had a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of muscles that attach to your pelvis. So you have your adductor muscles, which are part of your actual true groin muscles. Um, and those muscles attach to your femur, and they really help you move your leg in against your body. So if you do any movements when you're going back and forth, pulling your legs in, that's all that group of muscles there. Um, it's possible that, that he had a tendon tear here. So one of these tendons that attaches to the pelvis um, tore. Um, but the other option or the other possibility that sometimes, um, uh, uh, is you get a tear in actually your abdominal muscles. So, um, you have three muscles, your, um, that, that kind of form your abdominal wall. Um, and it's possible that you could get a tear there as well. And that's also termed a sports hernia or, or, or the same thing. So that's why there's different reporting on exactly what he had done. I think Adam Schefter, I believe, uh, reported that he had, um, abdominal surgery, um, it was initially reported as a groin injury. Um, regardless, he's feeling the pain in that area. So that's probably why they termed it a groin injury in the game. Um, but uh, where it's important for us is that the recovery is slightly different. So the surgery for both of them will either be to re- reattach the, the tendon to bone, similar to, to Rashawn Slater, if it's an adductor muscle injury. And if it's a, if it's a rectus or an abdominal muscle injury, it's just re-securing uh, or, or closing that, that fascia. Um, there again to kind of give him full core strength again. The recovery time is a little bit shorter for that operation. So one paper kind of looked at you know the recovery times for the adductor tendon tears versus the um, versus the abdominal muscle injury. Um, and the abdominal muscle injury had an average return to play of about uh, between seventy to ninety days. So we're looking at maybe a month to two months there. Um, and then if you actually had a tendon tear, it, it was closer to ninety to hundred days. And there's some variation there. Um, this paper wasn't just among NFL players, so it was on your kind of athletes under the age of 40. So um, it's likely that um, with the Chargers medical staff and NFL level training and, and NFL level kind of medical staff that we would expect a little bit quicker recovery times than, than what we saw in that, in that paper. So if it is a core muscle injury, which I think is what the most recent reporting was from, from Schefter and things like that, we could be looking at a return in anywhere from 60 to 90 days, depending on how we on how he feels up in it but if it's a true groin injury it could be a little bit longer so um unfortunately i think we probably won't see him back on the field until late november december um if if they're if he progresses well through his rehab but the surgery was successful and he went to one of the top uh, sports hernia surgeons in the country out in philadelphia to get this done so um it's likely that you know he, he he's got the best care possible so now we got to see how the rehab goes but um, it's kind of, again, an interesting injury that you don't often see, um, which is kind of unfortunate that two of our, you know, top 100 players got knocked out to, to similar kind of freak injuries, but, uh, he's had some growing, you know, strains in the past and it's not a necessarily new issue for him, but it, it, it was kind of a tear that needed surgical repair, which is why we'll, he was on IR and we probably won't see him back for probably at least two months. 
Oh, geez. Joey, it's a, it's a, <laughs> the poor guy, I don't think he's ever had the same injury, but it feels like there's just something new, different every single year, either separate yeah. times between, well, multiple concussions in a year. Um, but otherwise, it seems like he's just always dealing with something. Just in general, I don't even know if you remember all of his injuries, but what do you really make of his, his long-term outlook in general? Because he's a guy who's talked about, you know, just with the concussions, if he has another severe one, yet he would retire. But do you think this is a player that, so they have an out after next season. Do you think that's mm-hmm. kind of where the Chargers might be headed, considering through no fault of his own, he just, there's always something with him during the season. Yeah. I mean, injuries, it's, it's tough to kind of, you know, and it, it's tough to kind of predict future ones and, you know, they do full medicals and their evaluations of players before you sign them. And that's because there are some injuries that are more likely to recur. But um, as you said, like for, for Joey, it it often is in in different areas of his body. He's had ankle issues. He had knee issues. He's had groin strains in the past, nothing to this level Um, and the concussions, obviously. So it's, it's, it's tough. I think for any other player, maybe that you would, you would consider, you know, the long-term, you know, risk that you're, you're taking on, but it's really hard to argue with how good Joey is when he's on the field. So, and it's really hard to argue with a replacement for that or whether we'd be able to find a replacement for that level of production. Um, So you have to take that into account as well. So I, you know, I don't imagine this is also an injury that, you know, uh, 93% based off of this paper returned to full strength and full full return to play within that 90 day period. So it's not like something that's going to be a lingering injury or, or, or at risk of re-injury moving forward. It's just kind of a, again, a, a freak injury that happens in the NFL occasionally. Um, and it's just really unfortunate yeah. that it's happened to the same player a lot of times. Yeah. Super unfortunate. Oi. Well, thank you for explaining all that. We'll see kind of what happens here. Yeah. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch on, on Keenan uh, and Donald Parham again. So um, we, we saw that the, the tweet go out on Thursday, I believe, that he left the field with a trainer. Um, they, uh, uh, Staley kind of talked a little bit about that. You know, he felt a little something in it. So it's a little unclear whether it was a true re, restrain or maybe he w- it just wasn't feeling confident in it and he shut himself down before. So best case scenario, that's what happened. It, it just wasn't feeling right for him and he didn't want to push it further. And so he was going to take some more extra time. Uh, worst case scenario, he actually did kind of what happened to Parham was a restrain of the injury. So you actually have re-tear of the hamstring, a little bit of re-injury of the muscle. Um, and that could be a, a little bit longer recovery time. However, Staley said in the interview that, you know, they're, he's ready, ready to ramp back up to full participation next week. They're going to try again to get him back. So um, ideally, uh, we'll see him kind of return to play next week. But the hamstring is kind of, again, a really injury, really hard injury to recover from in kind of a short period of time. And you got to be really careful with it because the re-injury rate is up to 30, 40 percent sometimes. So um, they want to make, uh, you know, they want to take it slow um, and, and want to make sure that he's at full strength, that he has no pain when he's uh, working with his hamstrings, either in, in kind of in a lifting sense. So when he's kind of forcing that muscle and again, when he's um, ramping up to full participation on the field so it's usually that three-part process they first kind of let the swelling go down make sure there's no pain when they're when they're palpating and doing any examinations and then they slowly get him back into strength training with it if there's no pain there they return him to football level activity so participating in practice which is where he was on this recovery period and if he is able to complete that with no pain then they allow him to play again so hopefully he's still on that kind of final stage of recovery and he just needs a little bit more time to kind of really um, let it heal. But uh, we'll kind of see what his participation is in practice next week in terms of, of bringing him back on the field. But 
um, as you and I were talking about right before this, they elevated Michael Bandy uh, to, to their game day roster. So um, they'll have a little bit more coverage in the slot. It looks like we'll see how much he plays. Um, but, uh, you know, that could be something that we see again next week if, if Keenan's not able to get back to the full participation. Yeah, I'm, they haven't done anything with Michael Bandy this whole time. Obviously didn't bring him onto the active roster, haven't done anything with in terms of elevations until today. And that's basically potentially related to you know Keenan Allen being out. Hopefully it doesn't mean that they're trying to get Michael Bandy more involved because they expect Keenan to be out uh, much longer. But you're, I don't want to say optimistic, but you feel that potentially he'd be back next week if things go okay. Yeah, I, I it doesn't sound like he was he fully re-injured it like we saw with Parham. Like yeah. Parham was fully participating in activities and and obviously sustained an injury. It mm-hmm. seems like Keenan pulled himself out. So it, you know it could be that it was more of a discomfort thing. He wasn't confident in it, which is the best possible scenario. That's what you want players to do if if, you're, if they feel like they're not confident in it. Um, they're likely they're more likely to re-injure it than if they're fully confident and there's no yeah. pain involved. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that that was the case, um, but we'll have to see uh, whether we get some more limited par- practices next week, which is what I would expect versus uh, any DNPs, which would be a little bit more concerning that there um, was an actual restrain of the, of the hamstring muscle. Yeah, 100%. If he goes three limited practices next week, would you expect him to be able to play? Or I, mean, I guess he could, but do you think the team would still be cautious? Like, okay, we, we could not hit full, therefore we're mm-hmm. not going to put you out there. If he, I think if he's if he gets three limited practices next week, which I expect them to give him at least one rest day. So if we see mm-hmm. one DNP and two limiteds, don't be too worried about that. That's kind of how they're probably managing this injury. Um, I would I would expect him to get some snap counts, um, like okay. we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, players don't come back to full snap counts usually when they come back from hamstring injury. So he'll be at somewhere between. 60 to 70 percent snap countage um so he'll be on some sort of limit um obviously players will push to play but it will be on brandon staley and the medical staff to really you know be firm about you know where he's feeling and um as long as his confidence is there i expect them to let him at least try to play um and uh and, and help him manage his his total snap counts until he's got a few weeks under his belt at that level and then he'll we'll kind of be back to the keenan of that we're used to seeing um yeah, absolutely. All right. That basically rounds out the the main part of the injury report. I just want to ask Justin Herbert now going from limited to full. Does that really mean anything or is that just he's he's out there? So he's full. Yeah, um, I, I he's I think we were we got some positive news. Like he was talking again this week about how he feels a lot more confident in it. It's likely that the pain keeps going down um, when he spoke after the game. He, he, he didn't. Uh, kind of make public whether he receives any type of pain management or injection. Um, Stefania Bell on, on ESPN did say that he received some type of injection that unclear whether that's true or not, but I expect him to whatever pain management he's doing, whether it was the shot or any, any other type of, of stuff, um, he'll likely continue for at least the next couple weeks, but it was reassuring. I think that he, you know, he got through that game and he felt good. He's at least confident. He's throwing a little bit more, um, and he's kind of finding this new normal. So hopefully we'll see kind of a more confident Justin Herbert in the pocket this week, more confident moving and making throws um, that, that he might've been a little bit more hesitant to make uh, last week. So I think all good news coming out of, out of last week's loss, even though it was, it, it was a bad loss, at least for, for Herbert's injury perspective, it, it could have been worse. So we'll, we'll take that as a small victory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they certainly left him out there for 
30 more plays than they really should have probably but you know what he was yeah. out there and he came out clean so that's much as you can ask if you can hear the air show behind me i apologize not much you can do about <laughs> f18s behind me uh so that's about it all right jameson you changed your twitter handle for a certain account talk to me about that one where can <laughs> fans find you yeah, you can find me at Chargers Medical um, uh, online. Thanks for everyone who's followed me over the last couple of weeks. I think my account's kind of blown up. That's a lot. That's bullshit in there kind of following me up. I, I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll have takes on on various injuries there, mostly Chargers-focused, other injuries that might be relevant to us if we're playing a team that has some question marks. Like, uh, talk about Miles Garrett probably after this week. We'll see how his recovery is doing after that car accident and things like that. So if you want – kind of an injury perspective on the upcoming game. Yeah. Feel free to check me out uh, at Chargers medical for some content related to that. Yeah, absolutely. Please obviously go follow him over there. He has a personal account as well, but follow him on the Chargers medical. Um, I love that Chargers medical was available because that's just, that's just so <laughs> official. And hopefully you can get a check mark next to that one day. Cause you're working for the Chargers and, and all that sort of stuff. Hey, I'll, 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 t- I'll take it. You know, I still got a few years of, of, of orthopedics training to go, but uh, you know, that would be a, a dream job one day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll follow your career with great interest. All right, Jameson, thanks for joining me, man. Take care guys, follow him and uh, best of luck tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Hopefully I don't have to talk to you too much uh, from here on out. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Good to see take you. Thank you for having me on. No problem.